Welcome back to Colorful Lives, presented by State Farm. It is part two of our Black History Month special, limited edition. I'm Angela Yee. I'm Hey Friend Hey. I'm Tatiana King Jones. <laughs> and we're like, and that's it for this week's that's show. It. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> And you know what we didn't get a chance to talk about on the last episode? The Women's March. Yay. And that was such a powerful thing to be a part of. I actually went to D.C. And the way this all happened was I was going to drive down, which probably wasn't the best idea because traffic was horrific. I know they literally had, everyone else in the world yes. is driving down. Right. They had anticipated, I think, 200,000 people, but it ended up being more than that. Damn, so you near, can imagine. damn near a million people right up, really so. yeah mm-hmm. wow so i had told a couple of my friends i said i think this would be great for us to just travel down to this just feel the unity for the day mm. one thing i said to my friends i said for this one day in particular can we refrain from saying anything negative at all period did it work it did work. And it was actually Good. a nice feeling because, you know, sometimes you, you're with your friends and people are making like a little snarky jokes and say, oh, I don't like her. I don't like this. I get tired of that. Right. So I said for this one day and moving forward, can we just focus on not being negative about other women, especially? Yeah. Like so that, that was an initiative that I did. I actually, for uh, for years now, that's something I've always been really aware of. You know how sometimes you, you might have a negative thought immediately about something? And I've really, really uh, focused on making sure that doesn't happen to me anymore. And I always focus on the positive. Yeah. And when I have great things to say about people, I try to make sure that they know them. So we went to this Women's March and we actually took a bus with uh, Julie Greenwald, I was going to drive, but Julie Greenwald from Atlantic Records, she said, We're, we've got a bus. You guys can come on the bus with us. That's cool. So my That's friends dope. and I that was nice. went and met up at 5 a.m. in the morning at Atlantic and got on the bus, got a bunch of snacks. <laughs> it was really fun. I had a nice nap on this very comfortable <laughs> bus, and it, it was so much traffic. It took forever to get there. But when we finally got there, you couldn't get on a train because the train was right. so crowded. It was like yeah. a three-hour wait or something. Whoa. Yeah. It was really bad. So we had to walk. The walk was maybe like an hour from where the buses got to park up until uh, where everything was taking place. But it was really nice. I have to say it was a really great feeling of unity because it wasn't that it was just women marching. It was people bringing their families out, people bringing their husbands, their friends, their boyfriends, anybody that was supportive, their brothers, whoever, all marching together. Mm -hmm. And certain things that came up was... You know, equal pay for equal jobs for men and women. And to see men even, you know, just championing for that and wearing T-shirts is like, you know, women deserve equal pay. That was a nice feeling. Yeah. For me, because sometimes people felt like a women's march. Why would you call it that? Because that's so limiting. But it's not true. What it was, it was just kind of a way to bring unity for all women who are concerned about women's rights because women's rights are so different. And even for women of color, our rights are also just really different yeah. also. Right, or at the bottom of the totem pole, if anything. Right. So, I mean, part of it was somehow I managed to make my way backstage. <laughs> somehow. I saw somebody somehow. I knew. <laughs> Shout out to my girl, Diara. She worked on Hillary Clinton's campaign, and she was there, and I was like, Diara, Diara, over here. So we managed to make our way back there. But when I tell you, so many different people came out and represented. You know, Lena Dunham was there. I know she gets it rough. <laughs> Amy Schumer was there. She gets it rough, too. You know, Cher. <laughs> oh, I love Cher. Yeah, Cher was there. You know how amazing Cher I've never going seen in Cher. on Twitter. Yes, she don't play. <laughs> yes, Cher. 
<laughs> I have never seen Cher in the flesh before. So that was super exciting for me. Janelle Monet was there, who I love, and she yes. performed also and did an incredible job. Uh, Maxwell was there. Oh. Yes, Angela Davis. I'm trying to just so many powerful women and men that were supporting the cause as well. I think it was just one of the most phenomenal things I've ever been to. Just the feeling of it was crowded. Everybody's bumping into each other, but nobody's mad. It was love. It was all love. It's like, oh, how you doing, sister? How you doing, brother? Let me help you. The lines for the bathroom, the porta potties, astronomical. But (laughs) everybody was cool about it. (laughs) You know, and I just never been somewhere that's been that crowded, that everybody's been that nice and friendly. Not one incident happened. At the That's Women's March. Up. And even before I went, I know my dad was like, oh, you better be careful. Because, you know, the night before, it was crazy. The day before, with people breaking into cars and yeah. just all kinds Rioting. of riots breaking out. But at this Women's March, completely peaceful. The cops were nice. Everybody was really great. That's what's up. I, I do like to see unity to that magnitude as well, especially with everyone coming together for a common cause of movement and progression. I love it. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. We need it. to do things like this more frequently. Just come together, like, it doesn't have to be as big as that, you know, but just come together. just a community thing? Yeah. Yeah. Just things like that. You know, like, I have the juice bar in Brooklyn. I would love for us to do something in there. You have a juice march? Juice, juice yeah. smart. Just come in. Let's I all am talk. here Happy for said, this. Just be positive. Wheatgrass movement. <laughs> I will be the leader, Angela. <laughs> and speaking of Janelle Monet, she's having such an awesome year. Because mm-hmm. she, she was just part of the Hidden Figures movie. You know, I still haven't seen it. You have to. I yeah. know. I... I was crying. Like, everyone... It seems like everyone's having the same reaction to that. Yeah. Like, it's... it's it's not so, I mean yes the the performances were outstanding I was crying for the the whole idea of there is this huge part of huge integral part of history that I had no idea not only did I have no idea my mom did have no idea right. the, you know grandma like people who lived in that time obviously they keep stuff on the wraps a lot right. but you would think even now people would know it was that's the thing it was just so many people around me so many people who were coming up during that time just generations of people black white whatever that had no idea they, these women even existed and think about all the untold stories yeah and, oh. that, and that's what made me cry even more because I was like wow if I didn't know about this like I, I've always grown up and been taught that there's a lot of stories you don't know mm-hmm. particularly in black history but to watch that and be like yo there's even more that I have no idea like it really did bring me to tears but it was happy tears because I was I was grateful that I was able to experience this and to your point get to learn more about more of my history and more of American history as well because it's just it's so important we are part of American history right I still haven't seen it, but I mean, even the fact that because it's Pharrell, right? He's mm-hmm. someone he does that a soundtrack. Uh, he's producers, yes, but produced he does it, the, the right? He, I saw an interview where he was discussing how it was brought to his attention. Yeah, Mimi Valdez. Like, brought yes, it to yes, him. Mimi Valdez yes. brought it to him, and he was like shocked <laughs> that this shocked. was even a like. Reality. How do I not know this story? Right, that he didn't know it, that this was even a reality, and that he finally had access to that storyline mm-hmm. to be able to put it out to the masses, which I think is exciting and inspiring in a lot of ways yeah it's very because it makes you as a woman you know figure out like how much more permission like by doing things myself and a black woman at that yeah it's a black woman doing these things myself you give so many women permission to live out loud and maybe this is something they'll teach in school now i would i would it's just like you can't hide it anymore and for people like me like that 
particularly hit me hard because it's all engineering and sciences and things right. like that. So I was I know you re- saw that the day it came out. I was really <laughs> boohooing. Tatiana was probably like, listen, this is out. Me. I was like really Jordan. boohooing. Like, oh, she made a spaceship and they went up in the spaceship and oh Lord Jesus, she coded it. <laughs> like I was I was I was boohooing because I was just like, as to your point, friend, like there is so much that we can do as a people in general. And then to see that there's so many women in these technical fields and not just in the technical fields, but the first, the people who made this happen, the pioneers. So to be able to have that being taught in schools and to be able to have these educators now know about it and they could pass off that information and that helps. It helps as a child, it helps as an adult. Like that really makes a difference. And that can really encourage a lot of young people, a lot yeah. of young women to go work for NASA. I don't know if you guys saw this story recently, but it's a 22-year-old MIT student. She's making history as a NASA engineer. I did yes, see that. I did see that. Yes, her name is um, Tierra Gouin. And she went to MIT. She's graduating with a 5.0 GPA. And That's she's designing possible? the largest and most powerful <laughs> rocket in history. Wow. That's so, so she actually designs the components for the rocket. She says she analyzes them to make sure they're, that they're structurally sound. She was only six years old when she began doing math exercises with her mother. And that's something that can encourage parents to encourage their daughters to want to do that. Because I know I didn't grow up thinking I could no. work for NASA one day or Not seeing anybody. No. And you know what's funny? My mom, when I was little, she always used to say that she regrets not pushing me more into the math and sciences because you see even with the research I do like I'm fascinated by how things work Mm -hmm. and my mom said when I was little Mm -hmm. when she would give me toys like she could give me a piano or anything and she said by the end of the day it would be in pieces (laughs) you trying to figure it out (laughs) trying to put it together yes she said I had a fascination with taking toys apart and seeing how it works seeing how they work inside and trying to put them back together so imagine if our parents had the access the resources to to kind of see those talents in their kids early on and know what classes to put them in or kind of like yeah. what special programs or tutoring. You know, my mom just didn't know. She's Right, she's and I'm an sure people listen to Tatiana and they're probably like, okay, that's incredible. Even for Absolutely. young black it's- women and for parents to be like, I want my daughter to grow up and be like Tatiana. <laughs> But for real, it's a big deal because Absolutely. It, it isn't something that people encourage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, again, like... I think it's really good to have the balance too. Like, yes, I'm all about STEM, but you got to have the arts in it. STEAM, you got to have the arts in there as well because that's another part of of the culture that I feel like people don't allow to blossom more. Mm-hmm. Like, let kids be into music and understand how music works. Like, the last decade, they they stopped giving funding a lot of these music programs, and that, oh, that's always the first thing. Yeah, you know. yeah. And, that, and that has actually like hurt a lot of kids. So when I see these movies like Hidden Figures and other movies where they show like composers and and all sorts of people who are really just making it happen I'm like you got to do more of it like yeah. it has to be more visible you have to let these people educate you have to put this in the textbooks and stop hiding these things I think there definitely has been a lot more talk about black girl magic as of late yes, yes. I feel like it's a theme right now it definitely is I mean you know what I think really helped it a lot Michelle Obama Absolutely. Michelle Obama, just the whole like getting everybody to get out and exercise and focusing on like childhood obesity and making sure that we all get more fit and exercise and just popping up in classrooms with Beyonce. (laughs) You know, one thing about Black Girl Magic that I definitely want to because we just talked about making sure stuff doesn't stay hidden. The person who originated that phrase, her name is Kayshawn Thompson. She originated that back in 2013. 
and she's a black woman mm-hmm. and she she was very specific at why she created she created and and to your point with Michelle Obama she jumped on that quick to help promote it she created that to celebrate blackness of when black women to celebrate their their joys their triumphs to celebrate their strength and I just want to make sure that people are aware of that like right. There is a creator there. <laughs> nice. It didn't come out of nowhere. There's a creator there. <laughs> you know, but black women do have it rough. I was just telling you guys about somebody on Twitter that said something completely ignorant about black women. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in general. Mm. And, you know, it is hard because a lot of times black women get bashed for a lot of things that we do, even by our own black men. You yes. know, so that's why that's why it is important, though, for us to show each other love. Like I always say, like how we show each other love and support. Right. And yeah. come together and show other women. It is important for all of us. I was reading an article that Alicia Keys did. I think she was on the cover of I'm going to say it was Glamour magazine. And she was just talking about how we need to compliment each other more as women because we don't do that enough. And how important mm-hmm. that is. Hold on. I'm going to find the exact quote. How you guys talk. And I definitely am excited, Tatiana, that you're jumping on YouTube, number one. Yes, as I need to talk to you, right? Miss YouTuber. <laughs> because I actually, I you know, I when I first started on YouTube, I didn't know very much about editing and mm-hmm. lighting mm-hmm. and cameras. And now you are like the nature. queen of YouTube. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm happy that I, I'm, I mean, obviously I'm still learning because I'm not like a perfect tech person, yeah. but I learned everything through YouTube tutorials. Yes, yes. You know, I didn't have like a class that I went to, like, and a lot of it was actually Shameless Maya, who is huge in the tech field. Yes. She taught me a lot about cameras and aperture and lighting and all these mm-hmm. things. So to think that you're going to be offering those resources is fabulous because when I used to use YouTube, women wouldn't really pop up as an option. Like it's always white guys (laughs) that would pop up with their uh, classes, which obviously helped me so Mm -hmm. much. But imagine to, you know, see someone like, yeah, imagine me looking for information on editing certain things right. or adding audio to certain sections of videos and then you pop up and that that's powerful that's important it's it's people honestly it's people like you it's people like Seamus Maya and I was going to mention her because it's you guys that helped me figure out okay because you paved the way for that you give all the tips I'm like okay I don't need to go find somebody down the street I could just go on online figure yeah. it out okay this is how I'm supposed to set up my camera this is how I could do that and this, there's a need for you right and your information right right yeah no right. offense to anyone but I'd rather watch Tatiana absolutely <laughs> no it's true <laughs> it makes a world of a difference like a lot of what I love with how Shameless Maya is tackling technology is that she makes it fun she cracks the jokes she wears yeah. her cool clothes she has her lipstick and her cute hairstyle and she's, and she's honest yeah but then she's you know telling you what she knows may be your challenges in the tech field so i think it just makes it it makes the information relatable yes and like you said it takes away the fear of like i don't know how to do this and what does this mean and i think it's exciting there's someone that messed up for you to figure it out so you you could come correct when it's your turn yeah and i love that so i'm actually super excited because that means if tatiana's giving us tech classes my tech skills are about to jump Thank you. I'm here for it. And you know what else is important about that? The fact that you can figure out how to do things yourself. If you feel like there's no avenue or no door open for you, there's definitely ways for you to put things out yourself. And I think Issa Rae is the person that showed us all Yes. And she utilized YouTube to do that, which I think is fabulous. A big awkward black girl fan. Yeah. (laughs) Big awkward black girl fan right here. Like that, that, and it's so cool to see uh, a, 
the show now insecure and and think wow like look at where it started because if you were into awkward black girl awkward black girl the all the elements are there and in insecure every last one of them and then it's just grew more it's just like you know when people say well what could i do if i had a bigger budget well there it is right <laughs> hbo show so and what Can i, I love is she was specific too you know i saw like an article where she specifically said i want i would love to have a show with black women on hbo and there it and is there it is speaking into existence is. somebody was listening right i gotta ask you though because i know we all watch the show Mm-hmm. Yes. And you also how the season ended. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Angela said, okay. Now, because you, you know I work I'm with two guys every morning. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. But I just want to say, yeah. like, her boyfriend was kind of slipping for quite some time <laughs> before she cheated on him. I mean... Are you justifying the I'm cheating? I'm not justifying it. But, <laughs> but people were cheating. being people were being really rough on her, I feel like, for the way that everything happened. For, oh, you mean her? Yeah, that was cheating. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely cheating. But, you know, he forgot her birthday. He didn't have a job for how many years? Like, it's not like yeah. she was an awful girlfriend the whole time. She was shouldering were, the financial and emotional She was way. shouldering she, all the burden. Right. She definitely was, like, holding it down for him. Came home. He didn't even have any plans for her for her birthday. He wasn't doing anything. And then all of a sudden, he, you know, stepped it up. And we forgot about all the things that he did before that. <laughs> I'm not trying to excuse her cheating, but I'm just saying, I don't want to make it seem like she was just this awful, I just ran out and did something. But yeah. you know what I noticed, too? With that show, seeing the reactions, the men men were so the men were so mad. That's their thing. They're supposed to cheat. (laughs) They're supposed to run off. No, you know what I noticed? Um, because we had the podcast, the recap podcast for it. Me and shout out to Crystal Insecurity, Insecurity, and we were discussing our challenges with monogamy and times that we slipped up and messed up in relationships. And that was just us trying to be honest and relatable and admit that we have made our mistakes too. So that women listening that could be going through the same thing could be like, Oh shit, y'all too, you know, but it of was course. fascinating to see how angry men that, were so they don't want to hear that upset because the, let's keep it real the storyline is normally the guy cheats and they yeah. wanted him to cheat they were like why didn't he take the girl out why didn't he do this <laughs> why didn't he do that it's like they encouraged that but then when she did what she did and I just want to be clear it's not like their relationship was perfect no when all of that happened and not, not saying that it's okay but in human life and reality Yes, things do end up happening. So yeah, people make mistakes. <laughs> I mean, I would never. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did appreciate with Issa's show is that she was bringing out so many topics that I think, especially in the Black community, we don't right. really have the platform to discuss, like, like mental health, like mental health and monogamy and if you're uh, dating sexuality. a guy, yes, yeah. if you're dating a guy who. Yeah, another guy. Yeah, the sexual spectrum, and I think it was really fascinating because I saw men and women taking polls. You know, the Twitter polls, yep. like, would those. you ask your man, and would you be offended? I'm like, look at Issa really getting us digging over here yeah. online. And I thought that was great. That was really fabulous to me, and I love that it was a black woman who's starting all this conversation. That's cool to me. That's black girl magic. <laughs> All right, so here's a quote from Alicia Keys in her uh, Glamour story. She said, um, shout out another girl and tell her what you love about her. And she said she got this from actually a performer named Lily Singh. 
um, who always no. does this. She says, shout out another girl. Tell her what you love about her. Even doing that is such a good practice. I don't know if we tell women great news about themselves enough. You'd be surprised how often a young woman doesn't hear positive things about herself. Not in her home, not at school. It's hard to create a beautiful image for yourself when you've never seen it or heard it. Mm. Mm. I like that. We should make that a challenge. Yes. Right? Challenge. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and have everyone do that on Twitter. That'd be dope. I like that. You trust Twitter to make it happen? No. <laughs> he said no. Somebody's going to think they funny <laughs> and ruin the whole entire movement. No, but I agree. That's something I'm I'm very mindful of with the women in my life. I'm always, I think we can, when we get together, it's really easy, not just women, just people in general to discuss like all the things that are challenging you and how tired you are and you know, yeah. the things that are driving you crazy and X, Y, and Z. And we can kind of bond in misery because it's just easier to do that. Yeah. But I think it is nice to ask your friends like, yo, you know, have you followed up with this thing that you talked about before? And, you know, making sure that they're on track the and asking them. Because sometimes all it yeah. takes is you asking someone how they're doing, how they're feeling, the projects that they have in you know, they, they are working on. And even them seeing your interest can mean so much. You know, I know that means a lot to me when people randomly ask me like, yo, how's the wellness thing going? You know, like, that's so dope. I see you doing the tour online. Like, mm -hmm. congratulations. Mm -hmm. I think it's nice. It feels mm -hmm. really good. Or even if somebody's doing something and you just post it up for them, like, yo, go support. Yes. Unexpectedly. Hey friend, hey, with yeah, your I'll, wellness tour. Absolutely. I'll definitely do that. that is really important, too, especially that we have these digital platforms. I think it's really awesome. You know what else I love doing? Just things that are kind of unexpected that you don't advertise. I'm only going to talk about it here. I'm not going to be very specific. Mm -hmm. But I had posted something one day. And um, these sneakers were in the picture and a woman left a comment like, man, my daughter loves those sneakers, but, uh, you know, they're I'm not going to say what kind of sneakers they were, but she was like, but I can't afford them. And I can't understand why somebody would make these sneakers for these kids that are so expensive and they can't afford them. So I actually DM'd her. And I was like, well, listen, I work with this store, so let's see if we can get you these sneakers. And she came and brought her daughter to the store, and I bought her, like, a few outfits and sneakers and everything. No way! And her daughter was, like, super excited and really sweet and really excited about it. But I think if people in general would just do something just nice for no reason for somebody that they don't even know, that is just such a great thing that could change somebody's life and Absolutely. make them do something great for somebody else and just even inspire somebody that... Might not have never met anybody or yeah. had anybody do something randomly nice for them. I think that doesn't happen enough. And the fact that, see how you did that, but you didn't make like an Instagram post. Yeah, like it wasn't like a, showing. An event. Yeah. Like she, she put it on on her own Snapchat, but I don't know well, who saw course. that. But you personally but I didn't put anything it. on Right. But to me, that is important because one thing I think we all like for people to think we're good people. So it's, it's hard sometimes yeah. to not document every good deed. Yeah. <laughs> but people also see the truth. Like they know, like after a while it's like okay you're doing this for publicity and you know you're trying to force your way to be a good person and certain people you know certain people they, they're smart about it they're like i know you're not really a good person you're just trying right you're and just it, trying to make and you it can always see like listen if you randomly left a comment on my picture that was pretty nice and just you know regular or whatever not trying to be too yeah. extra and i was just like she said it's for her, her daughter wants them I think that was a nice thing. And I met her. She's like, I'm a single mom. That you know, is so really sweet. sweet. But I really would challenge for people to just pick something that they could just randomly do nice for somebody. Don't advertise it. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. I actually saw a tweet this week. I don't know if you guys caught it too, where a young lady 
was like, everyone, let's do something nice today. And she suggested that everyone go to the local public school and pay off the kids lunch oh, the late, debts. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which is so I never thought of that. I didn't even honestly. I didn't even know kids had like lunch debts, like tabs, right? Yeah, yeah. like in public school, is that a thing? No, well, we had to pay for lunch in public school. Yeah, you had to pay for lunch in public school. But see, it was I guess it's that's also how different. Old I am, <laughs> but like I remember doing stuff like free lunches and summer lunches. I went to a public school. You yeah, know, yeah. and I think some I people have had to pay different amounts of money depending on like your family, your income levels. Income. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cra- but it's public school. And when did they start charging? <laughs> it was a little carton of milk and the a little boiled hot dog. Remember, oh, the, God. remember yeah. the sloppy Joe that would stain the tray because uh, of the that's orange. Nasty. <laughs> Especially, I mean, that's that's all New York school right there. That oh, New York sorry. public school. And by that's the way, why. I used to love my boiled hot dogs at that age. Okay? <laughs> Me too. That was I, I thought that was the only way you're supposed to eat hot dogs. You gonna eat <laughs> what that? What you mean? You eat boiling <laughs> hot dogs? No, but I love that she suggested that because she uh, like some newspaper ended up following up with her suggesting that and some cities gathered like a hundred thousand yep. dollars yep. other cities gathered like ten thousand dollars and before you know it she started a whole movement just by suggesting that on a tweet and yeah. people covered months and months of debt for kids in schools and it honestly even brought that to my attention because i did not know that public school kids are paying for food mm-hmm. i never had to i never paid for my food so yeah we definitely i never got free food and i but i remember when i got to high school high school is the first time i had to pay for food yeah oh no i had to pay in i was going I hungry a lot of days <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah no, but i remember we had better choice i remember we had better choices yeah in high school yeah <laughs> But that, you know, but that to me was beautiful. I love that she thought to do that. Imagine if more people just blurted out good deeds. Right. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like, even if it's something that doesn't cost, if you have, if you have a little bit to spare, if it's $20, whatever, there's something nice you could do for somebody else that really is in need of it. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if it's a movement or even just a general thing every day, like something like a random act of kindness that they, you know, you always say, like, the other day I was in the subway and like there was a, a string quartet doing a string quartet. i'm serious they were doing they were oh, doing I love new york they were doing the game of <laughs> the game of thrones thing <laughs> and it was so random but it's like and you know as i'm watching people are giving them dollar 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 whatever and i was like well i have this 20 dollars right here and there's there's four of them so why not just give them everything Aww. because they're bringing me joy they're bringing they're, they're spreading positivity why can't I Musicians not do that oh his my weakness right. <laughs> you have so, a talent you're sharing with me you deserve right. to get paid for it oh. right. I mean just even simple stuff like like for some people that's not simple but the, things that you would think is a big deal or maybe you think it's simple that, that actually does matter to people absolutely like it, it does make a difference so I would say even something you do in a day on the daily if it's uh, holding door for the person behind you. New York, we know we don't do that. Like, just hold, like, just something. Sure don't. Be, be, try to be a little kinder. Yeah, it, does it doesn't come even back have to, to be money related. No. Yeah, or if you see a homeless person on the street, you can go and get them a meal. And That's bring what, it yes. To them. I've been doing I've that done a lot that. more. Yeah. I do that a lot. Like, actually, are you yeah. hungry? Do you need something? You know, especially if I have something in my hand already, I'm like, look, I couldn't afford to get another meal you may not be able to, so let me help you. And helping moms with strollers up and down the stairs. Maybe getting at your seat on the train. Have you ever seen somebody get on a train and nobody wants to get up to give an elderly person? That makes me mad because I'm like, why why does the black woman have to get up and give her seat, me, give my seat for you? I noticed that too. I'm always the one getting up and there'll be grown men. (laughs) They just sit there like, couldn't be me. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to be petty. I just allow it to happen. But, you know, like you said, black 
Black Girl Magic. But right. FYI, it's 2017, us. we definitely need more great deeds. Trust me, the world is in need. Yeah, no, it's true. And you know what's another thing, too? Have you ever noticed that sometimes women will be like, you know, I don't get along with other women. Uh, I never have. Like, I have to chill with dudes because girls no. are just difficult. You're chilling with the wrong women. That's yeah, what that means. Yeah, because I've never Or maybe it's you. <laughs> maybe it's you. Or maybe it's you. I've literally never experienced that. I've Me been neither. so lucky. Like, I have the coolest women in my life, whether it's friends, family, and they're all supportive. We're supportive of each other. So I think, you know, it's unfortunate that there clearly are women who feel that they can't relate to other women. But I think it, it's sad. We should all maybe make more of an effort to be yeah. more publicly or loudly supportive of each other, like Angela was saying. I think sometimes women feel competitive with other women, too. You see how society does this, though. Yeah, it is. It is something they pit that's us against each other. That's very true, also, and we feel that. And we sometimes people feel like, well, there's only one slot open for this one woman to get it, and it's got to be me. And it doesn't have to be like that at all. Period. Like I always tell people this: that whatever it is that you do, if you want to have other people support you, you have to support other people too, and you have to treat people well. It's just the yeah. the laws of attraction. Whatever you put out comes back to you. All the energy you put into the atmosphere comes back to you. Why do you think yes, we here, Angela? Wellness we retreat, here? realness over here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna be at wellness retreat part two? Yes. Giving speeches? Can we do that? <laughs> no, but it's true. I I am so thankful of the support that I've gotten from women like even women online will send me notes and emails for instance I had a meeting actually this week I was at a restaurant I was having a meeting with two um, executives and this girl comes to the table slides a note blows me a kiss and keeps walking <laughs> really and I was like you know we were all kind of at the table like what just happened and, then, <laughs> and when I look at the note you know, she's like, I didn't want to bother. I can tell you're in a meeting, but I love you. I think you're amazing. I'm thankful for your work and your presence online. Oh, that's so nice. Isn't that, that nice. so and sweet? didn't that just make your day incredible after that? Oh, my God. That? Are you, you keep kidding? About that? When I yeah. tell you, the meeting, it was like times 10, my energy, because she just made my night. Like, right. for someone wow. to thank you for just being yourself. Yeah. You know, and the so fact much. that she blew the kiss and the, the support and the love, it just really felt good. And I was like, imagine if we all took time to let people that are sort of like our unsung heroes know that they mean something to us. And I think it's really important now with social media and people are trying so hard. Like, people are so cruel with the bullying. You know, we see it mm. all the time. And if you're not a strong person, it's really difficult to do. Even if you are, it's not an easy thing to deal down. with. Yeah. yeah. Like, no. oh, I had an incident. And Tatiana uh -oh. actually tweeted me and like somebody, you know, we interviewed somebody and they said something that was completely not true. And I don't know. I think it was a joke or whatever that just went wrong. And the Internet don't know about jokes. Right. <laughs> uh, sarcasm doesn't exist on the Internet. Right. So basically, you know, after that, people were trying to go in on me on Twitter. Women were like, I, I knew you were this. And I was I, yeah. I actually had never experienced anything like to that degree. And I said to myself, if I wasn't as strong and confident and who I am and how I got to where I got to and what is true and what isn't true, something like that could really break you down. Absolutely. Like, I would feel bad if I was, you know, if it was a 17-year-old girl that was in school and something happened and it wasn't even true and then people are just being really mean and making memes and making jokes. That oh, could God. really break you down. Like, I'm very fortunate mm. that I feel like I'm pretty well established and I, I know what I've done and people that know me personally also are very supportive so I have that whole system but there's some people that don't have that 
Right. So when you see online people just bullying people and going in on them, you know, my heart does go out to that. That's why I feel like, in particular, if you listen to, you know, The Breakfast Club, I'm the nicest one on there. But that's, <laughs> that's really, true. Sure are. That's true. <laughs> but that's really how I am in real life because I'm the type of person that even if, like, I'm like this. If you do something or say something mean or, or rude to me about me, I kind of feel bad for you. Because wow. I feel the way that's that I look at it is that you must have some things in your life that you're not happy about. And my friends will be like, how can you even speak to somebody after what they did to you? And I'm like, I'm going to be honest, I kind of feel bad for her because I just feel like maybe things aren't going well in her life, things aren't going right, and that's why she feels like she has to say or do certain things that she does. Because let's keep it real, we're all happy, we're all doing great things in our life, we all have great aspirations, we all have a really solid foundation of how we got to where we got to, so we don't feel the need to tear other people down. There's no time. Yeah, that's But true. there's people that are really very unhappy, and I think it's unfortunate. And I think that when people find happiness, they don't do certain things anymore because they found so, so no clapbacks. something to fulfill them. So no clapbacks from Angela, ever. Well, I'm not going to see no clapbacks on Shane. Like, let's be clear. <laughs> okay, because there's got to be a time, there's got to be a line where it's like, look. But you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Even when people say like nasty things, there are certain lines that I don't cross. I'll say something slick, but I'm not ever going to be completely rude because mm. that's just not my personality. And I think if you let people take you out of your character, then they succeeded in doing something that they shouldn't. Mm. Like, I never really feel that mad that I want to say something to anyone that is just completely like never can take that back. I can't believe she said something like that. And it could mess up any potential endorsements because, you know, we are here popping. So. <laughs> yeah. But that is, those are all things to think about. There's people that have lost endorsements because they got into an argument with somebody on Twitter. And somebody that don't pay none of your bills. Right. Yeah. At all. Now, why would I allow something like that to happen? To jeopardize your money. See, once you put it that way, it clicked for me. <laughs> don't jeopardize your money. <laughs> you see how they dig up all those old tweets that even, Tatiana, you know, if it's on the internet, it stay there forever. Exactly. That kills me though. People will be like, "Look what so and so said," and then you look at the date and it'll say 2009. <laughs> like, how you found this from eight years ago? It's a tweet I put out and I keep and I keep bringing it back up every year, a few times a year. <laughs> I tweeted it back in 2014. The tweet says, "Tweets are temporary. Screenshots are forever." Ooh. When I'm done, what, and that's to to Angela's point. Once you put it on the internet, it is there. Like, I don't care if you delete it, hashtag. I don't care what you do to it. It's going to be there. Somebody's going to find it. Someone's going to recreate it, piece it back together, <laughs> and say, hey, by the way, back in 2009, you said X. And they're going to be like, well, um, well, I'm nothing. We got you. <laughs> we got dirt on you, Dougie. Hey, what's up? This is the Grand Duchess of Tech, Tatiana King-Jones, and I wanted to thank you for listening to Colorful Lives. If you're loving what you're hearing, the first thing you need to do is subscribe. So important. Make sure you leave us a rating, comment, and review on iTunes or SoundCloud. And also, if you want to join in the conversation, you absolutely can. Don't forget to use the hashtag LiveColorful. That's full with two L's at the end. And make sure you do that to show your support. Well, let's talk about women that we love then. Yes. Since we're trying to be positive. The unsung heroes. Let's, I mean, and they could be sung anyway. True, people, But true. let's talk about women that we love. I love Tracy Ellis Ross. Love her. Yeah, she's dope. Yeah, so. Mother. I was watching her workouts and everything too, by the way, which is crazy, insane. But I, I love Where? the Where? Where does she post them? On Snapchat? You, her IG? Hold on, let me see. Really? I follow her on Instagram. She must have either her Snapchat or her IG. She posts a lot of different things. Like, she posts her general life. 
like she posts when she's rapping when she's her alter ego oh, rapping that I've seen. yeah we like to see her rap <laughs> Like that, she, I have seen. I, what I love about Tracy is that she's genuine. Like she doesn't, you know, some of the actresses where like they won't do certain things that they don't want to quote unquote look ugly. Right. Like she doesn't care about that. She's just like I want to either get the the idea out or the feeling out, or the character out. Like she doesn't care. She just goes for it. Right. And that's why I, one of the reasons why I love her so much. Like she just she just gets it done. I'm a huge fan of hers. Yeah. So that's one person that I would say like she's definitely. Um, role model worthy for sure and congratulations to her for her what was it the golden globe yes <laughs> yeah she was actually the first, she was the first african-american to win a golden globe in a comedy series since debbie allen won for fame back in 1983 wow. jesus <laughs> 83 son right fame congratulations and black Tracy. is just such a great show too with all the topics that they touch on so well written I'm trying to think who else. You know what? I'm going to have to give a shout out to Issa Rae because I think mm-hmm. it's dope. Not only that she made it on to HBO, but she's also started a production company that is looking for more black writers, mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. writers and producers. And she's constantly putting out like casting calls to see and try to get POC on staffing and production. And I just she's think uplifting. that's cool. And yeah. I, I love that Insecure is about her, just like her YouTube says, being an awkward black girl. It doesn't show you being perfect. And, right. You know, it's like, okay, she's a regular person, just like we are regular people. I consider myself to be extremely awkward. <laughs> no, really? I do. But it is great to have somebody that you feel like you can relate to because I definitely am. Yeah. And so now I don't feel like I have to strive to pretend to be perfect. Right. No, I definitely love it. I love the angle that she chose with the show. Yeah. Like, I love my legends. I love Diana and everybody. But I also love the young queens coming up. Like, I love Yara Shahidi. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I met so her. her. Really? Yes. I met her while we were campaigning in Florida for Hillary Clinton. I absolutely love her. I think she is so intelligent. Yes. And just so, like. And adorable. Yeah, she's a beautiful young lady, but just so aware of who she is. I like how outspoken they are. Mm-hmm. Like her, um, Amanda Stenberg, Zendaya, Zendaya. Oh, like, yeah. like I love the fact that they they embrace their blackness and they publicly do it, and they're very vocal. And they and that means a lot to the young girls coming up as well. I mean, it means a lot to adults too. Like, oh wow, like back in my day, like we couldn't even do that. And that's beautiful <laughs> to look at too, because yes. they're so young and so aware already. And yes. I'm like thinking back to when I was their age. I wasn't. I like really that. don't remember being on a political wave yeah, at right. all. Like, I wasn't aware. That's not something I was on. That's not something I was discussing. I wasn't like in high school being a revolutionary no. and putting together like youth <laughs> no. groups around topics and you know what I mean. So it's kind of fascinating to see how the youth now are way more advanced. Yeah, yeah Yara Shahid is very involved with politics. She's very aware of what's going on around her, and she definitely has a strong and powerful voice. Yes. Did you see that Sade um, picture? Yes, the side oh, by yes. side. Oh, my oh gosh, my. I love that. Immediately, do the biopic. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Now, what about the unsung heroes? Who are some women that maybe aren't celebs that have made an impact on your career or just on your day-to-day? I have maybe, I have a mix of stuff. Like, everyone should know who Mae Jemison is. Like, if you don't know, she's the first black astronaut, excuse me, female black astronaut and engineer and amongst a million other things. But she was a big, big part of me coming up. Again, I'm into engineering and the sciences and all that stuff. So to see that you can literally get to the stars and it's okay to be a black woman like that was powerful and it still remains powerful i still see her like every day i'll see like yo 
that could, you know, I don't know about an astronaut, but that could be you. <laughs> All of that. Well, yeah. listen, our program director at iHeart, Thea Mitchum, you know, she's a black woman. And I think it's incredible that she has such a powerful position. Like she came over to iHeart and she was just the program director just for our cluster in New York at first. OK, which is a few different stations. Big deal. But then, you know, they actually gave her a whole. She's doing Boston. She's doing the DMV area. She just has expanded out so much. And she has so much power as a black woman in radio mm. that I actually look up to her so much. And she definitely has us winning. Nice. So that's just somebody that people may not. And she doesn't even put herself out there like that ever. Like, I'm like, Thea, you need to be doing interviews, letting people know who you are, because I feel like it is really inspirational to me as a black woman in radio. You don't see so many people yeah. in such big positions of power like she is. So that's somebody. She big time exec, huh? Yeah, very. Wow. And I love that. I don't know. Anytime I... Anytime I have like a meeting somewhere or in some office building, anytime I see the female executives, I'm always like, yeah, right on. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they're like the big bosses in the building and they're still humble and cool and willing to be like, yeah, like, come, I would love to work with you. And it's just this yeah. like feminine energy of like, I got you. Right. But they're still killing shit. And she's about her business. OK. Yes. I love she that. is like, listen, whatever y'all need, I got your back. If anything goes wrong, she's on those front lines people are scared of her <laughs> i like that <laughs> i like that right don't cross me <laughs> i love it what advice do you have for young women that are like trying to get into their fields and are scared of these wage gaps and just having their presence be felt in a male dominated in these male dominated fields i feel like you just can't be fearful of anything and you also have to work really hard mm -hmm. and i will say that as a woman i do feel like i've had to work harder than a than men have had to work to get to where i got to but i look Absolutely. at it as a positive thing i look at it as I can now, I've laid down such a great foundation for myself where I do so many things and I'm so self-sufficient that there's nobody that could really come in and take my place and do things the way that I do them. Right. Because I'm so on top of it. So I never look at working harder as being a disadvantage. I actually look at it as an advantage. Like I've always done all my yeah. own research. You know, I've always kind of booked all my own things and, and all of that. And I think all that does is help you get to where you need to get to in life. I don't look at it as... Oh, I don't get these same opportunities. I don't get these same privileges. I look at it as I've had to work so much harder, so I know a lot more. True. Yeah. And for me, like, I think being young and being a woman, being a black woman, it's exciting because the different rooms that I step into when I have meetings, I'm representing a new face of business. Right. You stand out. Yeah. You stand out. And here I am with my Tims and my hoodies. And <laughs> I, lo I love I, to the now, now, especially now, I love walking in a room and walking in like, yeah, it's me. Right. It's me. It's just me exactly how I am. And it's important to do that because then the young Younger women who are up and coming, you are allowing them to step into those rooms with a lot more ease. You know, especially brands that I've worked with, they see the impact that it it makes working with me. So now, you know, now you've shown them a new face of business and it makes yeah. it easier for them to work with other black women and younger black women. And to me, that's important. It's important for us to push those doors open so that we can allow everyone to kind of bum rush in <laughs> behind <laughs> us. I, my suggestion would say to be resourceful. Be as resourceful as you can be. That means resourceful in your network, resourceful in the tools you use, resourceful in the knowledge you seek the knowledge that you gain like don't worry about whether you have enough money or you don't 
whether you know somebody you don't like, there's ways around everything. And more time, more often than not, it's about who you know. So if you're able to like build these connections with different people, be maybe more kind <laughs> and that way you'll get, you know, get your, <laughs> get your that foot, helps. get your foot in the door. You know, so you, you never know who, who you're standing next to, who you, who you could potentially help you further your goals. So I would definitely say be resourceful because that's come in handy a lot. And to your, I, I want to piggyback off what you said, Angela, like when you learn how to just do it yourself too, like, like don't, re- not to say don't rely on people because we said it is important to have a team, but while you're building your team, if you do have to do it yourself, do it yourself. Like be, power. be disciplined mm-hmm. because when you know how to do all the roles, when you know how to do all the positions, you're self-sufficient as well. And it, 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 when you get to the point where you do have a team of people who can help you, you're that much more knowledgeable about what should be done to help. That's to right. Help How can I tell yourself. you what to do for me if I don't know what to do for right, me? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And, and and then my thing is that knowledge grows exponentially because you already have some information and you're working with more people who will help you build on that and then you'll become better. Like surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. That is, that's been said a lot. I don't know, I don't, it may be cliche for some people, but that's so true. Mm-hmm. Like when, when, everything in the world you don't know everything you don't Listen, that is one principle that i use all the time because even i'm talking about my juice bar again but i've never yes. opened a business i, I yeah. didn't know that much about juicing i went to styles p who had three of them wow and yeah. i said hey let's open up a juice bar together i can find a location in brooklyn and i'm gonna learn everything yeah and i definitely know how to do everything i know how to juice i know how to do the register i know how to clean the bathroom i know how to mop the floor i know every. <laughs> you know i know where to order the uh, yeah the produce from like I know how to do everything now so some go down Angela be like tag me and I got it like immediately and and that's said you never want to feel like you're too good for any you're too good like like yeah like you can do it and then you can have the ability to build a brand build a team build whatever the business is you want to build but you got to have that builder mindset and it would have been infinitely harder for me to open something like that myself without partnering up with somebody who did it already right and that is important for us to seek out mentorship to seek out partnerships with people that know more than we do about what it is that we are trying to do that really makes things a a little bit more foolproof yeah and 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 i understand for some people they feel some type of way and they go nobody's smarter than me but okay someone who knows more than you it's important because to everybody's point here like half of us wouldn't be where we were unless we had that mentorship unless we had someone who knew something for you friend you had shameless maya she told you about how to even take the damn video in the first place absolutely <laughs> so and, and and it's not it's not about she smarter saved me like 10 years of learning on my own yeah <laughs> it's not so much about smarter it's about they know stuff that you don't and then that helps you work smarter right. instead of working harder work smarter Now, I have a question. How do you guys find the balance between, like, you know how when you're a woman in business, you have to have presence. You have to step into a room and have presence and be strong enough to to know what you're good at, Mm -hmm. know your strengths, you know, and not try to be humble to the point of humiliation. Like, if you're good at something, you're good at it, point blank. Yeah. But how do you still stay, stay soft and kind and humble? Like, what's the, do you know what I mean? What's the balance? Because I find myself... You know, men, especially with black women, they'll be get, like, "She's a bitch." I'm about yeah. to say, "How do you be business minded?" Yeah, without? you get this bad rap mm. when you're like too strong. Like, oh, of course, because she's a black woman. But a lot of times, you have to be strong because that's just business. That's just the territory and nature of being. Well, a you business can't let person. people take advantage of you, and I think that's part of when people say, "Oh, she's just too strong. She's too this." A lot of times, they don't want you to demand certain things that you should have, and I feel like. Yeah. 
Number one, whenever you go into a meeting or whatever it is that you're doing, make sure you're prepared. Make sure you have all the facts to back everything that you're saying up. And that way you're not just throwing things out there, but you have real, okay, well, let me show you what I've done. And this is why I feel I deserve this. Or here's my plans of what we need to do for the future or how we can forge this partnership. I think it's important for us to not be aggressive for no reason. Yeah. You know, because sometimes I do feel like we feel like we have to be overly yeah. over the top just in order to prove that we're not in order to survive soft yeah. I think it's very important to go in a room and be very uh, knowledgeable and be stern but you don't have to be you know you don't have to put on airs right like, you don't have to pretend to be hard like that's all right if you ain't from you know you don't you don't have to act like you're from the streets and everybody is this and you tough. <laughs> like I can see right through that. And it's what people, you bring to the table yeah. at the end of the day anyway. What yeah. what is the service that people need that you can provide better than anybody? And that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I think right now I'm learning the balance between being strong and outspoken and knowing when someone is totally just like trying to take me for a ride. Yeah, right. And also not feeling bad and saying no and not feeling bad and being like a stern person. Yeah. You because sometimes I'll feel like I need to like explain myself or why I don't do this and but it comes to the point where I'm like no no is be, no and that's be fine be about your business and no bring what your do receipts. they say no is a full sentence no is a full <laughs> sentence <laughs> be about your business bring your receipts and you're you'll be good and 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 again don't fake it like don't put on airs there's no reason for that be you because if they brought you to the table in the first place they liked you for a particular reason so be you do the work and be prepared and you I think you will be more successful that way than you would any other way and also sometimes we have to pitch ourselves instead of waiting for people to come to us too yeah I find that as women sometimes we don't put ourselves out there that's so true as much as we should sometimes we should say you know what brand would be great for me to work with let me find out who the person is that I could contact put together you know I have my whole entire press kit put together let me make sure they get that and see why it can be beneficial to them because sometimes we wait for opportunities to come to us we wait to meet somebody that works somewhere or someone says hey we have this great product we want you to be involved why don't we aggressively see okay what would work with my brand and what brand do I use already that I would love to work with and why don't I approach them because you'll be surprised at how things can get done that way also absolutely I've definitely been more vocal with brands and especially if they might approach me for one thing but I have another idea in mind that I think is better <laughs> like oh what about this right <laughs> now I'm totally comfortable just saying what I think and you know admitting that I maybe have a different vision for it and, and not being scared to push them away or make them be like what no that's not what we wanted and you know what nine times out of ten it works right it works to my advantage anyway so being more vocal is definitely like a theme for me this year too. and tatiana for you like i know you're starting your youtube yeah and i know there's so many brands that you could reach out to (laughs) know that would be like please feature us and You know, so I think that's a great opportunity for you as well. That's going to be I would killer. definitely do that. Especially in the text space. Yeah. That's like mean, perfect. I, I do that when I'm doing the reviews, but I have to, to your point, I have to be more aggressive about it. Right. Because there's plenty of stuff people want to see. And you could always be like, Angela, if you have any ideas of, you know, because <laughs> I always have things like coming through. I always kind of know what's going on just because I do a lot of marketing anyway. So mm-hmm. I always know who's trying to spend some money when. So Oh, we need to talk, see? Angela. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say anything about Fran and her wellness toy. So right? you get the team going. <laughs> see? But this is it. Support. 
right not being afraid to put yourself out there and then tapping into your network because i'm very fine with like giving my contacts to to you fran to tatiana because i'm confident that that's a great connection and absolutely like i'm not the type of person to be like i'm gonna hook you up with this person but i need a kickback i've never ever been like that right because there's definitely people like that that i'll never ever want to work with That is, but that they want to cut people, everything. People do things like that all oh, of the time. Course. They want to kick back for a referral. But I'm very much like this could be a great partnership for you guys. Like, right. Period. I, I think y'all should meet. Yeah, I'm the same way. That goes back into the whole being positive, you know, act of kindness because that comes back to you. I believe I, you're paying it forward. I believe in energies. I really do. And I feel like if you put, if you're constantly putting that out, it's always going to come back to you. Always positivity. Yo. One of the the instructors on my wellness retreat says that energy is the new currency. Oh, and I love that. I like that. Yeah, she was like, it's not always money and dollars, and sometimes it's just how you make a brand feel, the alignment, working together with people. Sometimes that can end up getting you way more money than you anticipated. Well, y'all know I'm getting laser hair removal right now, and you know, they just offered it for free, and I was like, okay. Listen, that's that permanently. <laughs> that's that you can be at the ball, you know, doing the yes, girl, and falling down and all that stuff. I see you, girl. She gonna be at that the latex ball soon. <laughs> I'm trying to lick my mustache; it's gone. <laughs> On that note, death drop, <laughs> death drop, <laughs> black girl magic. And yes. I just want to say that I look up to you guys as well. Hey, friend. Hey, and for um Tatiana King Jones, I really do look up to you too so I, I always follow everything that you guys are doing same and I really same, am happy that we got brought together for Colorful Lies because I didn't really know y'all before that and I feel right. like it's been such a great opportunity for me it not has. that we're done or anything right now with um the series but I'm just putting it out there no this is a, the celebration because you guys are women. black girl magic too yes thank you I feel the same thank you both of y'all so much for like the guidance and like just talking. I know we're talking on podcasts, but you're talking to me too. Like right. this, this is very important for me. So I appreciate it. And thank you to everybody who's listening. Cause that means a lot to us. The reason why we've been brought back for this, uh, this run, even though it was a limited edition mm-hmm. is just because so many people were responsive and listened to us. And if you have questions, you can always uh, hit those questions. The hashtag is live colorful with two L's at the end of colorful. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. A lot of you guys wanted to know updates on what we we were doing which is mm-hmm. why we came back and let us know what you're doing too use the hashtag tweet us call us let us know what's up and we'd love to hear more and about i know you. we talked about Issa Rae a lot and just to put it out there again i do have a book club now and we're Yay. actually reading Issa Rae's book um so her autobiography it's a great i don't know if you guys read it yet yeah she's i haven't dope. read it yet yeah it's great i love it so thing. funny Colorful Lives is a Loudspeakers Network production presented by State Farm. Our show is produced by Matt Raz. Our editor is Dwayne Crawford. And our social media coordinator at Ellison Podcast is Barry from Podcast in Color. Ooh.